Hello, I am Michael. I'm an entrepreneur, small business owner, improv artist, and as always, I am very, very neurotic. I'm also a TV host and your host for what we call the Second Seed Podcast. It is a Dweebs Global production. That is why we do the podcast, dweebsglobal.org. It's where you can get free mentorship help, free uh, mental health advice. Uh, they are there for you. Dweebsglobal.org, all around the world, every language. Dweebsglobal.org. <laughs> Um, I'm here today with Ronald M. Kimmins. Ronald is a ling linguist, entrepreneur. He's built a market marketing agency with his wife and is a soon-to-be author with his first novel, Wild River. So welcome, Ronald. Hi, welcome. Hi, Hi. Thank, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> thank you for wel welcoming me. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to, Have, to my virtual home. There you go. There you go. We're all in our, our virtual worlds. Um, have, you, have you always been an entrepreneur? Is that something no, you started out no. as? No. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, you know. Um, but no, I have not always been an entrepreneur. I, I, so when in college, I did a double major in English and Chinese. And uh, I got an MBA, you know, with the intent of being an employee, which is what most MBAs do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I graduated and I, and I actually went a different direction. I Now, I... I started out uh, right out of college. My first work that I that I started doing was uh, writing website content and doing translation. Um, you know, being a linguist. Um, okay. And why did why did you choose Chinese? Out of curiosity. So I uh, I was sent as a missionary to Taiwan for two years from two thousand four two thousand six. Okay. And uh, when I got there, actually before that, I had t I had taken two semesters of Arabic, and that was wow. fun. But I haven't really gone beyond that in Arabic. But then, you know, I got sent to Taiwan, and uh, and you know, I told my church I wanted to be a missionary. And they said, "Okay, we need need you in Taiwan." I said, "Okay," and so I went there, and 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 for about three months, I studied Chinese, which is not enough time to learn Chinese. I would assume not. <laughs> and then you know, I got to Taiwan, and uh, and I I did, and I couldn't speak yet, but I you know, when you're immersed, you learn, right? And so uh, so I learned and. Uh, I did that for two years, and, and then I came back, and I switched from my Arabic minor to Chinese major, second major in Chinese, and then and I you know, did that, and, and yeah, and then I, I graduated and started uh, doing freelance work. So it's kind of entrepreneurial, but not not really. I wasn't building a business. I was I was just working as a freelancer, as a translator and content writer. Right, um, and that's still something you have to manage your own time and kind of right. manage your own resources. So it, it, there is some similarities there. Yeah, and after doing that for a while, I went and got a desk job at a, at a translation company. That was after after I got my MBA, and you know I liked the work. It was it it was a good job, um, but uh, it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, and uh, and you know I just had all these things I wanted to do, right? right? And so so after about three years of working there, I told my wife I wanted to quit, and she she was hesitant about that at first, but then you know once we decided to do that together you know she was she was all in uh, once that okay. was decided you know and so and then we went into the entrepreneurial world ourselves you know together together as a team you know and uh and it's it's you know it's gotten that was 2016 that we started uh, our our marketing agency and and uh it's been a roller coaster ride but uh you know <laughs> things, sure. things are good now you know and 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 what what we've done in that in that agency is helping people to sell uh uh info products people who have online courses and 
and coaching programs, things like that. Okay. Did you, did either of you have a marketing background? No, I mean, I, 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 I had an MBA at that point. Um, mm-hmm. and actually while I was at the, my, my desk job, you know, during that time, during those three years, I was studying, you know, marketing, um, because that was kind of my plan to go in that direction. Um, but I hadn't done anything, you know, in, I'd never worked in marketing before that. Um, but, uh, we went, we learned some, some basic, but, uh, but essential things like, like how to manage Facebook ads, things like that. Um, and, and went from there. Gotcha. That's, that's, it's pretty wild though, that you went into, uh, your own business with something that neither of you had a lot of experience with yeah. that wasn't even part of your backgrounds. Yeah. You know, we just, you know, we, we took, we took, um, training programs and, uh, we started small. And showed that we can do it, right. and uh, and just gradually grew. You know, it was kind of a you know a bootstrapping story, um, just you know starting from where you are and 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 uh, just proving slowly proving yourself. Um, didn't charge very much at first. Um, right. Gradually got toward we're charging a lot more um, because you know we have we have the the track record to to, to prove it. And and in that marketing agency. The main role that I fulfilled was I, I did two things. I, I, I did uh, you know copywriting because a lot of that was was uh, was in, involved in the work. I, I would write copy for a lot of sales pages and and uh, and also um, uh, ad you know ad copy and things like that. And I also did sales calls. Okay. I you know I'd, I'd get on get on Zoom with people and, and talk to them about what we did and 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 what their business was and see if there was a good fit and everything. And then my wife actually ended up doing. Most of the operations, you know, and and do the actual the actual work um, and bring mm-hmm. bringing value to people and and um, so in the end she had, even though it was my idea initially she ended up being the one who was much more essential to the work than than me and that's why right now we're able to do what we're doing where she's just taking over the agency and I'm going off in this new direction and, and starting a, as a novelist. Got you. And this was good for your marriage. Oh yeah. Is this uh, the one yeah. challenge and, and we tell, of we tell people we're, Yeah, we tell people we work together and a lot of people time people will be like, "Oh, like I cannot work with my spouse because it, it's just, you know, people have different uh, different uh, uh, personalities and sometimes there's this need I think to separate personal and professional life and I I mm-hmm. understand that. Um but I think just we we just with our personalities and of course, there is. I mean, there's, there's, there has been tension. Of course, there, there have been disagreements and things. But, but with our personalities, it actually works pretty well. Okay. Um, how's it been through COVID? I'm guessing a lot. You've probably gotten a lot more business because so much more has gone online, and and so many people are probably trying to sell their informational services, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the the pandemic itself. I mean. We we've continued you know, to 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 thrive you know through through that and and the, the difficulties that we have encountered really weren't directly related to the pandemic, um, just like things like you know algorithms changing and and you know just uh, other market shifts things like that. Um, but yeah, the pandemic didn't really hurt us because we were already working at home you know and and most of our clients were already. Um, you know, entrepreneurs who worked from home and, and most of their buyers were already people who, you know, were 
you know, in lo- looking at, at Facebook or looking at, at Google or whatever, and and uh, the, it, it didn't really change that dynamic all that much. Like there were there were some buying patterns that were affected, um, but uh, but not okay. too much. Yeah, I don't think people understand that Google is constantly changing their algorithms on what they're put on the front page yeah. or what constitutes important. Uh, and they've been doing this. You know, I, I I used to be in the industry 15, 20 years ago, and I remember back then, all of a sudden, yeah. you'd hear. Two weeks from now, Google's going to change the algorithm, and this is how we think it's going to affect it. And it it gets pretty hard to prepare and yeah. and to get it to uh to be ready for it. And and in, in our you know, our um, history as a company, we haven't done a whole lot actually in in um, in SEO. Um, we've mostly been you know uh, paid you know paid traffic, and so we've 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 done some mm-hmm. you know some Google paid traffic, mostly Facebook actually. Facebook, Instagram, and and it was a similar thing, you know, where, where Facebook will make changes, and a lot of the changes that Facebook makes, they don't actually announce them; they just kind of go and do it. So you'll have a campaign that's going well, um, you just, they're just cruising along, making a lot of money, and all of a sudden it just it just collapses, and for for seemingly no reason, it's because Facebook changed right. something, right? Um, and it's and part of part of being in the business is just being able to to uh, see that, respond to that, and and pick it back up again, you know, as you know, as soon as possible. Got you. That I, I just remember it being so hard to follow, and it's even it's ten times more complicating now than than when I did it. Mm-hmm. I guess you guys really enjoy the advertising aspect or, or marketing aspect of of working yeah. online, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a powerful thing, um, and the scalability of it is is just uh, it, it's. It's really cool to see, you know, like we've had clients you know, come to us where they've just, they've done, you know, some, some, uh, organic outreach. They've built a little bit of a following, which is something that I'm just now learning to do. Like we, we, we as a business had never really done much organic and I'm just now learning that side of mm-hmm. marketing myself as, as a novelist, but <clears throat> clients would come to us, they've done some organic, built a little bit and, and they want to take the next step and they want to go and. And, uh, and and really scale, and so we, we would take them from like a few thousand a month to tens of thousands a month or more within a relatively short period, maybe just like a couple months, two, three, four months, and uh, and seeing that growth, you know, that growth can is what can happen with you know with paid traffic, um, mm-hmm. and of course organic that can happen organically, but that's kind of a that's that's not something that reliably happens organically. You you can't you can't reliably say okay if you do this and this and this, and and you have a product that sells, you know, then you will build this organic business that will reach this, you know, this much. I mean, it it it, it can happen. It's a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult to predict. Whereas paid traffic is more predictable. Um, and and I and I don't ever mean to knock organic. I just I think you. If a business really wants to grow, it needs to do to do both. Um, and in, and from a paid traffic perspective, if somebody came to us with no organic anything, we usually wouldn't work with them because we'd tell them, "Look, you need to build something organically first, because that foundation is very important, and and then we can help you to grow beyond that because that kind of helps to test the market." And uh, help you to develop your met- your message and refine your offer, and prove that people actually want this thing that you're selling, right? Right, right. So you advise them not to spend money on paid advertising till they've 
till they've already organically grown to a certain extent. Yeah, and it's gonna and it's gonna vary f- by you know type the type of business we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, you should definitely start yeah organically, unless you're just someone with gobs of money, and you're and you're and you're. Your time is just worth a lot of money, and you don't want to waste your time. Then, yeah, sure, go ahead and just and just and just you know spend money. And and in that case, you probably want to pay someone to help you do organic, you know. Right. Um, but uh, but if you're not in that situation where you just have lots of money and and you don't have a lot of time, you should start organically. You need to you need to start from from the beginning. Um, start with organic outreach. Um, and like I said, you improve your offer, test test your your messaging, um, and test the market. See if people really want this thing. And and once you get some proof there that people like what you have to offer, that they will buy it. Then you can take that that basis, that foundation that you've created, and you can go and 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 magnify it with 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 ads. Got you. And growing organically. Is it Facebook or Instagram? Which one is the one that should completely be not completely, but mostly be focused on? Where where is it now? Organically, mm-hmm. um, or or is there other avenues people should be focusing on? I think it, it, it depends on the type of business and what you're good at. Um, mm-hmm. Like YouTube is phenomenal right now for some people. I myself am struggling on YouTube <laughs> because I'm just not. I it, I, I haven't really learned the whatever you know, whatever i need to do to really uh grow a strong following on, on youtube i'm still i'm myself i'm still learning that aspect of of organic marketing i mean but if but if that's something if, if you feel that you have real strength in making cool videos that people like then then you know then do that right go mm-hmm. youtube or, or, or tiktok and of course there's a difference between youtube and tiktok um it's a, it's a matter of format right um, right. but yeah, it's, YouTube, YouTube is more of like, YouTube is like more long form almost yeah. where TikTok is short form. I, yeah. I don't know if they refer to it yeah. that way, but it's, I mean, yeah, YouTube, is, it tends to be more informational and also in longer. Um, whereas with TikTok, you got to hit them fast and hard, right? Mm-hmm. And assume that everyone has a, has the attention span of a goldfish. Um, and, and that, and that's, that's what works on TikTok and, but uh, but yeah, it's I, I wouldn't say that there's any one platform that people should focus on or, organically right now. I think that you should focus on what you're good at. Where can where can you most effectively deliver your message, and where and where is your market right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's to to compare you know Facebook versus TikTok. TikTok is a younger market. Facebook is an older market. <laughs> you know the right. people people spending time on Facebook groups and stuff. Those are tend to be older people. Um, if that's your target market, which it probably is, then then maybe you should fi- you you can you should focus there. Um, but of course, there are older people on TikTok, there are older people on YouTube. Um, just just get a good get a good grasp of what you're good at and and where your market is, and uh, and that's where you need to focus. TikTok, it just amazes me that anything sticks in anyone's brain when you try to advertise on there because it's so much content so quickly. You sit yeah. there for two minutes and you've and, seen twenty videos. I mean, and to be and to be honest, like, I, and I've I've started you know trying to to do organic content on on TikTok myself, and and I'm learning that myself. And and to be honest, I don't like TikTok. I don't I don't like it. I like Facebook. I do. I don't I don't like it. I feel like I'm being attacked when I turn on TikTok. <laughs> It does and feel just, that way. It's just just video, 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 video. You know, but 
people like it and people use it. So as a marketing tool, it has it definitely has value. Right. It, it's I mean, you get twenty thousand views on TikTok, it doesn't mean anything. You get twenty thousand <laughs> yeah. views on Facebook, and it's like, oh, well, you yeah, know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. sun just came out and <laughs> God came down. You know, YouTube and YouTube too. You get that many views on YouTube, it's way different than, than right. the amount of views that you get on on Instagram too. I mean, the the views, the astronomical amount of views, it just has such different meanings. It's wild. I remember first time in our small business, we had uh, gotten a certain amount of I forget how many it was on Instagram and. We were all like blown away. We were like, oh my God, we're famous. And, you know, quickly realized after surfing through that it meant nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, depend, you know, it depends on the platform, depends on mm-hmm. who's watching, right? Who, who, who those people are who are, who are viewing and, 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 and what their, uh, their behaviors are. Um, yeah, you know, it depends. But I, I remember, I remember years ago when Facebook was still new and seeing, uh, a, 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 um, an interview on, I think it was on CNN, where the journalist was asking this uh, marketing, uh, uh, this marketing guru, guru asking him, you know, what is a Facebook-like worth, and wanted him to to put a dollar value on a Facebook-like, and he, and I could tell the journalist was kind of annoyed that he wouldn't give an actual number, um, but it makes sense that he didn't give an actual number because the thing is, for any particular business, you can go and analyze that business's page. And and get a good idea of how much each like is worth, but that value for that business is going to be very different from from about the value per like of another business because they have they have different offers, they have they have different audiences, so it's 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 just not it's not going to be uh, the same. So yeah, the same thing goes goes with with views. I mean, you, you can you can attach um, a dollar sign to what they're worth. If you do all the analysis of that business, but it's not going to transfer from business to business, it's going to it's going to be a different number. All right, makes sense. I'm interested. I don't know if you know much about that new chatbot AIO or the AI chatbots. Uh, how, yeah, but the new one that's been out, I guess released by Google, or I'm not even sure by who. I don't know much about it, but I, I just know it's going to change searching. The, the people, I mean, people respond to chatbots. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and and the smarter chatbot is, the more effective it's going to be. Um, that's but that's still, no matter how smart it is, it's still kind of the the more on on. It's that's that's not your point of contact. Um, you know what gets people talking to a chatbot. Um, you, you if you don't have that connection in place, and it doesn't matter how good your chatbot is. Right, I just think coming these to new AI to ones, I think are going to. Be part of the search engine, though. Yeah, I think they're going to actually. Yeah, it's not like Amazon. I talked to a chatbot the other day, and it was it actually like amazed me that I did a whole return through Amazon for a package that didn't arrive, and it took two minutes. And the chatbot was the nicest thing in the world. I ended up saying thank you, and I was like, <laughs> I just said thank you to a chatbot. <laughs> that, and that's that's the thing. Like, I, and it's a, this is a philosophical discussion I've had like with with my friends talking about AI and and how like I do not believe that in any foreseeable future not in my lifetime i don't i don't believe that humans are capable of of creating true artificial intelligence because we don't know what consciousness is mm-hmm. so we cannot reproduce consciousness we can mimic consciousness so we can and, and so there's a there's a philosophical term people call it a p zombie a p zombie is a philosophical zombie meaning a a, a a an ai or a robot or something that is that is convincingly real to the point where you perceive it as human but it isn't 
it isn't conscious. You perceive it in every way as conscious, but it is not, right? And I, and I, in that way, I, I, I think we will never be able to create true AI, true conscious AI, um, so long as we don't know what consciousness is, right? right? But we will be able, but we will be able to make something that seems conscious. And in interacting with that thing, I, I can see myself doing that in um, saying please and thank you, mm-hmm. being courteous. Because why? Because even though I rationally know that this is not a real person, I know that that subconsciously, I'm my mind treats it as a real person. And if I act in an abusive manner toward this thing, um, that's going to affect me personally. It's going to turn me into a meaner person. Right. Um, and even though I'm not really hurting anyone, I'm I'm hurting myself. Um, sorry, that's kind of a tangent, but that that is that's you know something that I've that I've thought about <laughs> is, is that, yeah I think if I were to walk into a business and and uh, have customer service be a robot, and I know it's a robot, an Android or something, but 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 this it still seems human to me. I'm going to treat it like a human. I'm going to be courteous to it as if I were a human, as if it were a human. And I'm going to do that because that's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah, it's fascinating that you say this because I guess when I type thank you to it, I was a bit like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> when I think back on it, like I wrote thank you and it felt good to me to write yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, yeah. it felt a little strange that I felt good about writing thank you to a robot. But it was... You're right. Part of it is doing it for yourself. To- yeah, I mean, even if there isn't another person there, it's, it's you, and, and you're having, you're creating that energy, that energy for yourself. It's going to be either positive or negative. Right. Right. Oh, very interesting. I'm glad I went on that tangent with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you've now you're so you're leaving your wife to the advertising agency, and uh, you've you've come out. You're working on this novel right now. Have you finished the novel? Oh yeah, well I'm still putting on some some finishing touches of it, but like you can, you know, I have I have people still beta readers still you know reading it and going over it, you know, and giving some last minute pointers. But yeah, it's the the novel is written. I'm probably going to make a few small changes still, but yeah, it's written Wild River. Okay, how was yeah. how was the process? How how is it starting a novel with a blank sheet of paper and three hundred to go? So like I I started uh, a while back. I started creating this fantasy world. It's very much like our world, but there are certain magic elements, and 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 I laid out the history of the world, like spanning centuries, and I wrote a couple of short stories and things, different parts, uh, different time periods, and everything. But then, and I, I didn't do anything with it for a while. I was still working in the agency and everything. Then I went, and uh, actually, my first book that that I published <laughs> was actually nonfiction, and. It, and it uh, is a, both a, deals with religious and and hi- historical themes, and, and it deals with uh, the United States right after the Civil War, and and I had just done all this research of that time period, and so that was on my mind, and I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, and, and I decided I want to be a novelist. I want to go do this. Okay, what's going to be my first novel? I said, like, well, I'm going to take this fantasy world I've been working on, and I'm going to write. A story that happens in a time period like 1860s America, because that's what I've just been studying for several months, and that's what's on my mind, and so that's that's what I did. And a lot of the the socioeconomic um, developments that people are dealing with are similar to those that happened right after the American Civil War. Um, and of course, there are differences. Um, the, the political situation is very different, and and uh, cult- cultures are different, but but it's but it 
it, it uh, still touches on a lot of the same uh, themes that I talked about uh, in uh, in in my my other book, which is called the the struggle of all ages, and that's that's on Amazon. But um, the, a lot of, a lot of the same themes that I touched on there, I, I get to to deal with in in this uh, this novel. Do you completely or almost completely flush out characters before they enter your novel, or do some just appear as you're writing and and they're you're surprised by what they're becoming? Completely. <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, when, when I bring in at least the main characters, um, like I, I have about half a dozen main characters who I fleshed out pretty well before I started really writing, um, minor characters, they just kind of appear and then in, in the story. And then I, then after I, they appear, I kind of start to think about, about who they are and where they came from and everything. Uh, but the main characters pretty fleshed out. In fact, um, the, there are two characters in my story. There's one is named Bandas, and the other is, is Lavenda, and and the whole story revolves around uh, their the hero's journey for them, for both of them. Um, and and I I went I mapped out the hero's journey for for Bandas and for Lavenda, and uh, and wrote that all down, and then I built the whole rest of the story around that. Right. Well, I have mad respect for anyone that can write something past a short story. I mean, I once I'm once I'm through a few pages, I'm like, how do people keep going? Like, it, it just it amazes me. So, it's it's it takes a lot of organization, and 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 I'm still learning myself. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on getting your first your first book out, and then congratulations on almost finishing your first yeah. novel. Um, yeah. Where can people Where can people find the advertising agency, and also you? So my um, my my wife, uh, you can look her up. She's uh, uh, she's it's at alcikimmons dot com. Uh, that's that's actually where you know, where the agency is now. It's that alcikimmons consulting alcikimmons dot com, a u s i kimmons. That's her. That's the agency. And then uh, I actually have a novella that's already finished that I'm giving for free, so people can kind of get a taste of. Of of my writing and 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 what it's like, and that's you can go to my website and download that. It's at ronaldmkimmons.com. If you go there, there's a there's a button you can click and, and download the free novella. And the novella is called Den of the Wolfman, and it's a, it's kind of a prequel work to Wild River. Okay, great. Well, we will put links to it uh, below the video, below the audio, whatever you're listening or watching this on. There will be links to to both of the websites that he's talking about, and you should definitely download. Uh, Download what he has to read and um, and check it out. So, uh, thank you very much for being here with us today. Thanks, Michael. So, really appreciate it. Again, that's ronaldmkimmons.com, and we'll put the links below. Uh, get the free novella there. And then, again, this is a Dweebs Global production, and that's why we do this. They give free mentorship help around the world, everywhere, anywhere. If you need help, anything from resume writing to mental health, uh, you can get it there. Dweebsglobal.org. Thank you.